And ladies and gentlemen, we are live. This is the Voice of Reason podcast. It is June 29th, 2022. It is a lovely Wednesday evening. Um, this is the Voice of Reason podcast. My name is Sean Phillips, and as always, I'm joined alongside with my two co-hosts, Mr. Travis Kirkendall and Andy Van Beber. And tonight, we have a very special guest, Miss Stephanie Ward, how is everyone doing today? Fantastic, good. buddy. What? Uh, really good. Better than yesterday. Yeah. So, Sean, this is officially your last night in Jefferson City, correct? This is my last night in Jefferson City. Um, we have. Um, it has been a busy day from working during the day to driving to get the driving an hour and a half to go pick up the moving truck, picking <laughs> up the moving truck. Um, after some delays, which which I'll get into later, um, got it back to the house, went back to work for a little while, um, uh, and some- and we have loaded it. We pretty much just have a couple of like small things to pack up. It'll take less than twenty minutes. Um, throw our bed in there, and then and then we are good to go. I'm gonna fill up the vehicles tonight, get an oil change in in the car that's driving out there tomorrow morning, first thing, and then we are. Uh, we are officially going to Hollywood. Yeah, so baby. It, is, it, has been, it has been quite the last couple of days, um, and now it's just kind of all settling in, and, and tomorrow it, it officially is real. Yeah, man. It's got to be <laughs> all, nerve-wracking, all but like super exciting at the yeah, same time. All this, all this I'm excited for you. Yeah, this man. is such a big thing. Yeah, man. And if you guys yeah, haven't noticed, we are we're doing the outside. Here at the home base, we're doing the outside broadcast tonight. The, for those of you you don't you don't want to see my face anyway, so it's a little bit darker camera. The boys don't even have to look at me tonight; they get to look at Stephanie, and uh, so I'm and keep all the comments to yourself out there. So, but uh, I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure that if Kyle McGuire's on, he'll he'll give me his two cents worth here in a second. But uh, we would like to welcome Stephanie Ward. Stephanie Ward, um, I'll give her a chance to introduce herself. We've known each other, what now, 10, going on 10 years, something like that? Uh, 2013. Yeah, so uh, <coughs> Phil's, uh, or Stephanie's husband, Phil, is my best friend, and uh, he's the one who really wants, if I need to, if I really need to be kicked in the butt, he's the one to really kick me in the butt. Stephanie's not afraid to kick me in the butt either, as far as that goes. But uh, she, uh, Stephanie, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background, where you're from, all that good stuff, what you're studying now and everything. Um, I am a military brat. I was born in Washington State. Um, I've lived in Illinois and Texas, grew up in New York, moved back here. Um, I have a husband and three kids. And I am currently in my senior year of a Christian ministry major with a concentration in pastoral care with a minor in Christian leadership. And awesome. yeah, and we, uh, I, I told the boys it's okay, Sean. You can. It's okay to go ahead and you can do your normal swearing in front of Stephanie. It's okay because she usually swears in front of me. So <laughs> it's 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 okay. You know, it's just this is a female version of Matt Edelman, but with more attitude. So you know. Oh, hey, unmute yourself, though, pal. There we go. I, I don't know why, but I instantly thought of the scene from The Lord of the Rings 
because um, I was going to be like, I, I will change myself for no man. And then just behind it, takes the sheep off. I am no man. <laughs> that's like all I could. Oh, my gosh. Well, uh, part of the reason part of the reason we have uh, Stephanie with us tonight, um, we wanted to talk about, you know, the Roe v. Wade thing and the overturn, and I didn't think it would be right for three guys to be sitting here talking about it, and the person who came to my mind first was Stephanie Ward because I, I so I posted... I post for those uh, unless you've been living in a cave for the last I don't know two to twenty years or whatever uh, on thir- Thursday Friday I can't remember what day it was Thursday I believe uh, the Supreme Court over overturned Roe v Wade and effectively basically turned it back over to the states to have to allow um, to allow states to decide whether they want to ban abortion or not and there is a lot of talk there's a lot of criticism there is a lot of problems that are out there people are not uh, and rightly so are probably not taking this well um and it's all in the way i think that it's interpreted but for example for here in the state of missouri abortion is done abortion is done the um, the attorney general came out later that day and basically said, you know, we're we're going to be one of those states who says we're going to ban abortion. Illinois is still allowing abortion, um, and I and so I made a post, and this is the other reason why I asked Stephanie to be on. I made a post on that night, and I. And I and I'll, I'll I'll be honest and upfront because you know when I was in college I was all you know pro life pro life pro life you know and I but I did say you know accepting the health of the mother and and rape and incest you know and you know there are a lot of things that I think that people don't aren't really looking at with this whole picture and that's kind of why I brought Stephanie because with this whole movement has been has been shaped around has been melded around the church and when i say the church i'm talking about the church universal globally yeah and so i mean and we're not talking about any particular religion i mean even though it was pretty much the catholic church who had spearheaded this thing in the beginning um it has now turned into this movement of just okay abortion's wrong and you're you know and maybe it's my perception of this and stephanie chime in anytime i my perception is someone who is raised in the churches you know you look at that per- oh that's just a shameful you know you you know you little hooker or whatever you were and you you did wrong you didn't take care of things you didn't do this you didn't do that and instead of i think in, in, instead of the church loving these people and accepting these people and you know not condemning them but loving them and providing for them and helping them and so now we've we've now drawn if it was even any more possible to alienate people anymore this this whole issue has become a divider of 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 persons if you will yeah what 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 have you i mean just from the onset let's just go get me your what your honest what your opinion is on this how do you think 
as a woman, what is this what is this saying to you as a woman that the court is saying, hey, we're going to let legislators make this decision to concerning you and your health? Um, you you see a lot on the signs like my body, my choice, mm -hmm. um, and it, it is a healthcare decision between a woman and her doctor, um, ultimately, and that's where it should stay. Do you, the thing that bothered me the most, and and you boys jumping on this one, this is the one that really kicked me in the pants though, is when you know last year everybody was you know especially those on the right were like, you know, well, I'm not going to get the vaccination and it's my choice to get it. But now when the table is turned, how ironic is it that now, oh, well, no, 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 we, we need to, we need to, I mean, I'm sure their intent is, their intent is to protect the unborn children. You know, that's what the, that's what the, that's what the start of the movement was about. You know, when I when I was, it was about you know, well, has anybody considered the rights of the unborn child? And then it's becoming, and then it went into this radical phase. I think at about in the probably the late '90s, where people were killing ab abortion doctors, and people were, you know, they were doing the human chains across the abortion clinics, and they were, you know, getting right up in the woman's face and calling her, you know, this, that, and the other, and all these terrible names, and. Don't you think? Where, where are you guys? What do you guys think about all this? Sean, you want to go first? You want me to tackle it? Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so I've I've been thinking a lot about this, and when we initially we've talked about this before, my initial view on it was I supported the woman and her choice to do whatever she wanted, and I still stand by that. My where I've kind of changed my perspective is more so with originally when we, when we were discussing the idea of the federal government's giving the states the power to regulate themselves on this matter, I was for that simply for the fact that I didn't like federal government having you a say of whatever it is. I, I just like the states having a little bit more power. That being said, seeing how some of these states have reacted and seeing how how much they have laid the hammer down on this and seeing how people have been affected by it, that's bothered me. And I've kind of changed my stance. How the states like Missouri have handled this issue. Like I was reading here, that like, uh, where is this? This North country public radio i don't know it's some like local missouri station news here saying that like plan b is not going to be given out because because of the new state laws they're kind of unsure where that falls in and people won't be able to get plan b like what the hell uh i don't from my opinion, I don't see a problem with Plan B. I think it's what? a little bit more different than, say, an, an actual abortion. Well, let's let's put I it mean, to you, let's put it to you this. I don't know. And I don't know. I just, here, here's my and here's my thought. And Janine and I were talking about this. And Stephanie, you you have a how old is your daughter? Your daughter is Annie's fifteen. Annie's fifteen. Riley is thirteen. Thirteen. So, and and Janine and I talked about this the other night. And and how old is how old is uh, Julian? Sean, she's three? Three. Yeah. So 
when our and our daughters are all going to be at that point, you know, where they're like, what if something happened? God forbid <laughs> that that you know that they that they were in the wrong place at the wrong time, or they were raped, or something like that would happen. And Janine and I were like, you know, we wouldn't want to put our kids in that position, and you know, saying, hey, we're going to go get we're going to go get the. I mean, you know. To me, I mean, if it, if it was something that was not their fault, there was, you know, plan B, go get it, you know, and I, I, I just, I, I can't, I can't until we, until you, you know, the old saying, you walk a mile in somebody else's shoes, you cannot make that, that decision. The choice to end a pregnancy or potentially end a pregnancy with plan B, um, it doesn't come easy, even if it was by rape, you know, um, and I, I speak personally, I have experience with childhood rape and then in relationships and I actually got pregnant in high school and I miscarried because of the abuse. And I'm, I'm very thankful actually for it because my parents would have forced me to marry him mm -hmm. um, because of their ultra conservative views. Mm -hmm. And they were absolutely in love with him. He couldn't do anything wrong. Um, but then I have a daughter like Annie who has a neurological genetic condition with an intellectual disability as well as physical disabilities. And granted, she's stronger than anybody I know, but if somebody wanted to take advantage of her in that way, her child would end up with that same syndrome. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I mean, that's a syndrome that about killed her at two weeks old. Mm -hmm. So we need to have that choice so in the reading of this thing though is it and i've 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 tried to find this out on missouri's website and i cannot and i don't know if you guys have been able to find anything or not but i mean i'll say this with i mean and i the this is the reason why i didn't ask janine to be a part of this tonight because this is a this is a and i'm not saying this to joking this is a trigger for my wife because we miscarried five times and in those, so for those five times, it was a, you know, non-viable pregnancy. And they had to do, what's it, it's DNC. A DNC. Yeah, so they had to do a DNC to to basically take the tissue out and because it wasn't going to be a viable pregnancy. Then on the fifth one, the last one that she had, she had an ectopic pregnancy, which for, for those who don't know, that's when there is a, there is a fetus that was, and it was, I mean, it was developing. It was viable it was developing fine, but it was developing in her fallopian tubes. Which is fatal. Which is fatal. I mean, it would have killed Janine, and it would have killed the baby. And we caught it just at the right time. I mean, we, she was going in for her checkup, and the doctor came out and said, you've got to go to the hospital tonight. You're not going home. You're going to go to the hospital tonight, and you have an ectopic pregnancy. And... I don't know, Travis, if you are finding anything or not about it, but it just, I'm, I, 
if if we're if we're going to say no, are we saying no to everything, or are we just saying no to just abortion period, or how is this going to work? Well, that's the thing, I because I've been doing some quick searches, and even that article talking about like the them uh, banning plan b for the time being it sounded like the way they worded it is there's so much confusion and like what is the regulation on this like they're unsure of the regulations on it so i think there's a lot of mystery other than all we know is that oh they're banning there's been i haven't seen any like white paper of any kind well so this is i haven't i also haven't gone to like the missouri's uh representatives page or anything like that to see if they put out legislation not I know it has to, some of it has to do with the drugs involved. So this is okay. So this is okay. So from this was issued on the twenty fourth. So this was five days ago, and on this is the statement issued by the Attorney General of Missouri, um, and it's basically referring to section whatever whatever in uh, Missouri Revised Missouri Statutes. Uh, the statute provides, notwithstanding any other provision of law to the contrary, no abortion shall be performed or induced. Upon a woman, except, except in case, okay, so here we go, except in cases of medical emergency, any person who knowingly performs or induces an abortion of an unborn child is in violation of subsection shall be guilty of a Class B felony, as well as subject to suspension or revocation of his or her professional license by his or her professional licensing board. A woman, a, a woman upon whom an abortion is performed or, indiv- or induced in violation of subsection shall not be shall not be prosecuted for a conspiracy to violate the provision. So the woman is still protected to a point. So it's basically, it, it sounds like it is, it sounds like it is targeted more for against the, the doctor than anything. But, you know, is this, let me, let me ask you guys a different question on this. And Sean, you, I, I kind of like to know what you, what you think about this. Is this, so, and this was an opinion that I had heard on the Wall Street Journal's uh, op-ed thing on on YouTube. They said that, that this is just that this is just the beginning, and on how certain things are going to be looked at as far as okay, because this was canopied under the woman's right to abortion was canopied under the Fourteenth uh, Amendment. Roe v. Wade was under that. Do you see this being a slippery slope as other 14th Amendment rights being violated? Or what's your take on that? I mean, you know, a lot of people said that Roe v. Wade would never be overturned. I was one of those. And and look where we're at. And, yeah, you know, I think it was Clarence Thomas himself that was the one that had, had said something along the lines of, now we have to take a look at some of these. And... You know, it, it very well could be something that starts that because if, if you look at, you know, guys uh, like like um, Thomas and, and, and Kavanaugh, these these guys um, that, you know, fall on the um, give me one <laughs> second. You guys continue the conversation. I apologize. No, the the go ahead, Travis. Uh, unmute, unmute yourself, Travis. You're muted again. What's the 14th Amendment again? I oh, know, rookie, rookie mistake. 
Go ahead, answer, Andy. No, the, so with the Fourteenth Amendment, the fort, what the Fourteenth Amendment does. So, the Thirteenth, Fourteenth, and Fifteenth Amendment were were amendments that were passed shortly after the end of the Civil War. Mm -hmm. The Thirteenth Amendment ended slavery. The Fourteenth Amendment gave rights, basically. It's called the Due Process Amendment that no right shall be deprived of a person uh, without due process of law. Okay? And then the 15th Amendment gave African Americans the right to the vote. So, a little bit of a background then about, and this is, a, this is kind of a lesser known case that people need to be aware of. So, Roe v. Wade came out of a earlier case Griswold versus Connecticut and not a lot of people know about Griswold versus Connecticut there was a Connecticut law that was on the books in 1965 66 that basically banned any type of contraceptives any type of contraceptives okay we're talking anything okay and so what the court decided in Griswold versus Connecticut is, is that people, Griswold versus Connecticut established a, a guideline for um, the right to privacy. Okay. Okay. Government, you're not going to come, you're not coming into my bedroom and telling me, you know, I can't wear a condom. I, my wife can't take, and it was a, and if you look at the history of that law, it was one that was endorsed by the Catholic Church. It was one that was really... Of course. Yeah. And and so the courts really then took that. And from Griswold versus Connecticut, well, then the, the, the Roe, Roe v. Wade came from a Texas anti-abortion law. And at the time, and what we know about the history of abortions, in some of these states where abortions were illegal, I mean, it was... When they say back alley abortions, I mean, it was literally done in somebody's living room or somebody's with a hanger, okay? With a hanger, you know, yep, metal you hanger. get it up in the uterus and try to, try to scrape it off the wall, you know, scrape the placenta off the wall of the uterus and go to town. And in a lot of those cases, you had women who were, who would get infections. You had women who would bleed out. The you mortality know. rate of those was extremely high, and so and and this so this came to the thing of where I struggled with as a Christian, and I'll and I'll say this I'll say this, and then I'm gonna back out and let you guys talk about this stuff for a while. I I I still believe I still believe in the sanctity of life. I believe in all sanctity of all life, whether it's young, old, gay, straight whatever you know disability whatever i believe in the sanctity of all human life but at the same time as a christian the christian church has to really take a step and look at this and look at what the movement has become the pro-life movement has become something so ugly ugly that it makes people ugh, I don't want to go to a church if they're going to, you know, point at me and say that I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a whore for having an abortion and all this other stuff. When I think that it's, yeah. it, I mean, my, if it, if anything about my character, my primary goal, and you guys have seen this, I mean, you guys, we've had this conversation on and off the air, and this has been a transformation I think has been going on in my life for about three or four years now, that if there's anything about my character 
that causes me to push people away from Christ, then I failed as a Christian. You did. Uh, yeah. I mean, that point blank, right in the Bible. Yeah. If I, if I do anything that says, I cannot, if I'm doing something that says, I'm turning people away from God. I'm, I'm being, if I'm being judgmental, if I'm pushing people away, whatever I'm doing, okay, so it's best for me when I see a woman who's had an abortion, I, got, I let that lady cry on my shoulder because she's going to be, she's going to, I mean, they, like you said earlier, people do not come to this decision lightly. No. And, no. and I said, I don't, I don't know if you, I, Travis and I were talking about this earlier, but so there was a, uh, the there was this uh, interview that was done with one of the founders of Right to Life, this pastor. I forgot what his name was now, but this uh, he was. Let me see if I can find the name of the guy real quick. But it was this pastor who was he was he was um, he was one of the founders of of Right to Life, and this guy went on the he he basically said, "Hey, look, you know, I have I've created." He said. The, the right to life movement has just become straight up ugly. It's lost its it's lost its essence. It's lost what it was about, and it's turned and it's turned into politics. You know, when it started out as a as a Christian issue, but now it's turning into this political nightmare that the that the Republican right has used as their. I mean, you guys know everybody from. I always got a kick out of seeing like these county commissioners and these. Uh, Oh heck! Like a like a county commissioner or the uh, representative, a state representative. I'm pro. I'm pro life. What are you going to do? Seriously, what are you going to do? You know, you're using that. It's kind of like the whole thing we talked about, Eric Greitens last week. I'm a Navy SEAL. You know, it's it's, it's conservative. <laughs> I'm conservative. Blah, blah, blah. I think it's come to the point where you know, say I'm pro life. Define that. Yeah. What What is your definition of being pro-life? Where there should be absolutely no abortion regardless of circumstance. There should be no contraceptives. There should be nothing like that. That women should be forced to have children regardless of mortality or mm -hmm. economic or whatever the, the cause that they would choose not to in any other circumstance. But well, and um, and so, I think it's become a catch-all. Yeah, it has become a catch-all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hundred percent. I think if you actually ask the person, like, seriously, like, why are you pro-life, or any question really, or any kind of like controversial question per se, most of them, most people, I believe, would stumble on their words. Oh well, yeah. And because just, they don't consider would just relate, it. or would just copy and paste whatever Facebook post they saw and be like, well, this is my view. And okay, see, explain that to me. Right, and that's why I that's why I posted that. When I posted that, and I got, you know, I got various. So I got various uh, things on that. And by the way, let's since we're talking about, it, let's go ahead and talk about the where what our what the uh, poll question said. What results? I haven't even looked at the poll question yet. Oh, was there a poll question? Yeah, I haven't it, seen the poll question. It said, "How do you feel about the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade?" There was, "I agree with it." "I disagree with it." And then there was, "I disagree with it." The court has no business in the decision a woman has with her body. Uh, I agree with it. The rights of an unborn child must be protected. I disagree with it. Although I do not support abortion, lawmakers have no idea certain health risks that women encounter that require an abortion. 
and 41% said I agree with it, 24% said I disagree, the court has no business in the decision a woman has with her body, 6% said the rights of the unborn child must be protected, and 29% said, uh, although I do not support abortion, lawmakers have no idea certain health risk. And this was this was actually one of our more we've this is one that was very an a very active uh, very active poll. By the way, we are up to seventy one members of our poll group. So if you have not joined our poll group, please do so by clicking on our group tab. And but that was probably you know that's awesome. Um, and Travis, was that you? I forgot who it was that mentioned, but they wanted to talk about what my one uh, former student had posted. Yeah, they uh, kind of shared their story. Um, I'm going to try to memorize instead of pulling it out because it might mess up the screen. But from what they I, were sharing a story, I guess it was his sister, correct? It was. Um, so she had. Actually, I'll just. Before I butcher it, let me. Well, I, I've got it right here if you want me to read it. I'm not going to read everything. You Okay, okay yeah, if you could. This is a I'll great just, story. Yeah, it sure. says. Uh, a really good point. He said he basically just said if any one of my friends or family find themselves in a situation where they needed to make that choice, I hope they call me. I drive them to whatever state. Um, it, it, and I'll just skip down to where his story starts. It just keeps coming to mind the time I had to take my baby sister for the procedure. She had very rapidly growing cancer that had gone from stage two to stage four in a couple of weeks. You could literally feel the tumors in her belly when you pushed on it. You cannot start chemo until your second trimester. She found out she was five weeks pregnant days before she was supposed to start treatment. We were using a Catholic hospital, and when she asked if it, what, if it was best from a medical point of view, if she terminated, the doctor said, this is a Catholic hospital, and when she asked if it was, uh, or, or, I cannot tell you that. I can only... This is the doctor saying, I can only say come back when you're not pregnant anymore or you're in your second trimester. I knew what we had to do, and she, so, so did she. The cancer was growing too fast, and it was at this point that I completely changed my view on abortion. She didn't want to, but she had to. This, uh, then we had to go through the protesters to get the clinic that was literally going to save her life. Sitting in a waiting room filled with scared, desperate women read books full of different women's stories who had been here before leave come back three days later and listen to the protesters again begging her not to not caring that she and the baby would both die if she didn't um and so you know she uh what i said she she hoped it would be the boy she had always wanted and she's the mom of two girls already she wants she knew once she finished her cancer journey she would never be able to have another child her choice was would have taken from her ovarian cancer took over over her body. Three years later, she's cancer free, raising her girls, and now going to college. So, you know, what 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 about that spoke to you, Travis? You you're the one who brought that up to me. And we, by the way, we did have permission to use that. So if anybody gets upset or anything, yes, we did have permission to use that story. What spoke to you about I gotta that? Say first, I've never been to an abortion clinic. I've never personally experienced protesters. So I've never had to make that walk and go through that. But their story and what spoke to me the most was when he said, he made the comment somewhere along, somewhere along the lines that those protesters did not care why my sister was there. They only cared about the baby. They had, did not ask about health conditions. They did not care. It was simply pro-life for the baby. And this is one of those situations where I think it's just 
total ignorance and lack of understanding from people. Not on, like it's not an easy decision to make. That was a very hard decision she had to make. But I mean, I don't. That's the part that spoke to me really. It was just that the lack of empathy, lack of understanding, and it, it's not like people are just going to get an abortion like it's just you know going to get their nails done like this is a very uh there are traumatic people that experience. do use the abortion clinics as a method of birth and, control there are well, but there are exceptions yes, to everything but um hearing that it it makes me cry because you know she had to choose you know, between her own life and her son's life and yeah. remaining, staying and remaining a mom. Do, That's not easy. Have we, so where, where do you think, and again, I was look. I was just looking at my post and one of the, one of my conservative friends had actually posted, let me read the, um, he said the best way to love them by speaking truth to them. <laughs> you know, <laughs> okay but what what is truth speaking truth is... okay so again i know truth that is in the bible okay i'm not i am i am not an expert on the bible i've never claimed to be i've you know i've read the bible through a few times i've read scripture i've seen scripture taken out of context i've seen people who and again stephanie you can chime in on this any too i mean because you're seeing you see people who I mean, you're. This is this is stuff that you're studying right you're now. You're gonna get me on my high horse here because this is my. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My soapbox. Well, go ahead. Um. I, my husband and I decided to go into disability ministry to ministry minister to families like ours, with individuals with special needs or, uh, physical disabilities, whatever, um, because the church doesn't do it. No. They don't pay attention to them. They don't invite them in. They don't take care of them. And they're supposed to. It says it right there, black and white. Yeah. In the Bible. Right. And through deciding to do that, um, we took a long, hard look at the church we were in. Um, and I've looked at the church as a whole, globally. And as a Christian who believes God's word. Hold on a second. Did we just lose those I'm guys? still here. You're, you're, okay. I, I'm not sure what happened, Travis. He'll get back in here in a second. Go ahead, um, Stephanie. I'll just go. I have come to the realization that the church is not the church that Christ wanted it to be. The church has become more interested in its own agendas at times. I mean, there are churches out there that do a really good job. I'm, I do not condemn them at all. Um, but there are those churches that, you know, are in it just for the money and the people that are, <laughs> sure. you know, high dollar earners and stuff like that. And, you know, on the posts that you made, Andy, on Facebook, you know, as Christians, we are called to love everybody regardless. We don't get to pick and choose. 
who mm-hmm. we love and who we don't love. God said, love your neighbor as yourself. Um, and it, we are called to exemplify Christ through our lives and be an example of Christ to others. And you can't do that by hating other people. And I think that I think that's the point where the church has really messed it up is because yeah. I think that they're, you know, and I've seen churches that have, I mean, very forward-thinking churches, you know, not, there's a difference between a church who accepts the truth and, and preaches the truth, but also at the same time ministers to those who are in need. Whereas I think some of these churches condemn, you know, speaking the truth. Okay, well, here is the other thing. I've seen churches that, like I said, are forward-thinking that have crisis ministries for women. Women who've had abortions. And there's a lot of churches who just will not do that because, oh. They won't even acknowledge it. I don't want to get my hands dirty, you know. And to me, that is the utmost point of hypocrisy that there can possibly be. To me, that I mean, that's 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 hypocrisy, and when and great, and I mean, you saw people who were out in front of the uh, Supreme Court who were celebrating and everything else, but I mean, bring it back to the local level now to somebody who's never had to face that problem. How? What now? What now? Sean, you've been oddly quiet on this. What 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 are your what are you thinking here? Uh, I- I mean, this one was a weird one. You know, I, as a Christian, I've I've never had an issue with abortion. I just haven't. Um, you know, I, I have my own beliefs and like, you know, how if I was in a situation with uh, a, a, a woman where I had gotten her pregnant, you know, that's a conversation for us. It's not a conversation for everybody else and it's what's what's weird for me um especially from just from 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 our perspective of where we're from and and people that i know uh again that i that i see that are conservative and then this kind of like fits the kind of the blanketed narrative of the united states of kind of this is the general reaction um of stereotyping your stereotypical conservative rural conservative american of the midwest it's you know spending all this time, you know, your, your typical conversations around the bar, you know, I, I, I don't like Colin Kaepernick. I hate his kneeling. I can't stand the shit. All, all these sons of bitches out there, you know, my taxes go up and damn welfare checks are just getting thrown out to whomever, whoever they want in them cities you know you're moving to california you know it's expensive out there because they got all them damn welfare checks they're just giving out to people who have 18 how many years. times have you heard that i'm sure it's been uh, a oh lot. dude it, it is it is like a fucking scratching disc at this point of california is expensive it's expensive it's expensive it's, it's expensive. liberal it's liberal it's Anywho. liberal why do you want to go there but then but then we get to the abortion we get to the abortion topic, right? Of you know, oh well, you know that it's it's murdering babies. You're murdering babies. You're murdering babies. You're you're murdering babies. Well, okay, all right. The, you know the old Louis C.K. joke. Well, well, abortion it, it, it's a little bit murdering babies. You know, okay, it's 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 totally murdering babies. You know that I love that Louis C.K. joke, but. We, we get into this point now where it's like, okay, 
So someone gets pregnant, right? And let's say it's two 16-year-old high school teenagers, right? And, and I had this conversation with a coworker where they're like, I don't think, you know, I just don't agree with abortion. Okay, and I'm like, okay, you don't agree with abortion. But why does your right infringe on theirs? Well, well, well it's a life. I said, okay. Then they're just like, well, well, you know, they – why do they have to have an abortion if they were too stupid to not to not use a condom? And I said, okay, so you mean to tell me that the people too stupid to use a condom are fit to be parents? <laughs> the people that were too stupid to spend a dollar at a gas station to buy a condom, right. those are the two that you want raising children. Yeah. Children no, but, that right. you know are going to go out into society. And then... And then I said, okay, well, what if they were smart enough to use a condom? What if she was also on birth control? What if they had used a condom, he had pulled out, and she was on birth control? And guess what? Because none of it, none of it is 100%. What if that I, individual got pregnant? Go ahead, I want to add, I know somebody, I, I know somebody that I know exactly several people that that has yeah. happened to. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. They, they, did, they did everything that you could have asked, and they still got pregnant. Yeah. Well, well, then, uh, why well, just don't? I don't think they should. Um, I don't think they should get an abortion. Okay. Well, do you? Is it also your decision if the Chiefs pay Patrick Mahomes five? Here we go. God, is come it, on. But I'm just no, no. So let me. Just yeah, I got you. you. I got you. But is it that person's decision whether or not the Chiefs should do it? No. Should they? Can they be happy or mad about it? Sure. But. Should, does it affect them realistically any which way? No, it doesn't. And I think that's what gets me is is a lot of pro-lifers, they're done being pro-life the minute that baby exits the womb. Exactly. Exactly. In, in, in again, a general blanketed statement. And, and I just, I again, from personal experience, I know a ton of people who I've had the conversation with, so I'll generalize. I know these people exist. It's, they don't want to help with, with, uh, childcare uh, subsidies. They don't want to help with assistance, government assistance. They want it an all-time loan. Yeah. And it, it, the thing is, our our rich, our wealthy, our our upper middle class, our our higher class Americans will still be able to get abortions. <laughs> They'll still be able to. It's, right. It, it doesn't change for them. But our now now what changes is. You, you take our, our, you know, it can be blue-collar women. It can be teenagers. It can be women going to college. It can be anybody who might not have the finances to go to a place where they can legally get an abortion. But now yeah. we're typically taking people who are paycheck to paycheck. Maybe not. Maybe they're already on government assistance. And now we're forcing those individuals to have a child where they were already having a tough time taking care of themselves. And again, I just, I, it, 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 it rattles my brain when, when, when we hear stories, when we, when we find things out, you know, Stephanie, you yourself talked about how you were in a, in a, in an abusive relationship. When we, when we hear people talk and complain about, ah, they, these guys shouldn't have to pay, these shouldn't have to pay child support. And I shouldn't have to pay this much child support. Like, all these com all these individuals complain about this, 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 but it's like, hey, this could have been taken care of eight months ago. 
seven months ago to where this wasn't an issue. And guess what? What that individual decided to do doesn't affect you in Montana. It doesn't affect you in Idaho. If you have your beliefs, and it is okay to have your beliefs, I'm happy that people practice. I'm even happy that people protest. I like protest. Because if you stop one, you, you again, we get in that where we just talked about a little bit ago when it comes to that slippery slope. You stop one, the dominoes, it's not about the first domino that falls. It's about the last one, okay? And, and it's, we get to this point where it's okay to believe what you believe. But again, the minute that it starts to infringe, and, and my big thing is, look how many kids, you know, are are in foster care. Look how I many was, that's people where abuse, yes. abuse the foster care system to make money. Yes. It, it's, in, in a lot of these cases, it's never about the child. Let me okay? tell you. It's never about the child. The number of, the main category of genetic disabilities aborted is children with down syndrome because um, it's a very common genetic factor that is screened mm -hmm. for during pregnancy um but you have other other abnormalities um conditions and stuff like that that are not screened for such as my daughter's it's very rare less than one percent um I know families that have 10, 12 disabled children they've adopted or they foster because nobody wants them. Right. And that's that with the adoption community and you, you hit the nail right on the head there, Sean, the foster care and I, and I'm going to be the one, I'm going to be the one who steps up to the mic first and admit where I was at because 10 years ago, I was at the end of my rope, not having any kids, and I was severely, I'll just call it what it was, I was pissed off at the whole abortion scene, and I had a very narrow mindset, and I was like, how the hell can you have an abortion when there are so many of us parents who are out here who want to adopt? Because I can tell you right now, and this is this is a problem with our system, domestic adoption. Okay, we, Briley and Briley and Bryson, you guys know, Briley and Bryson were adopted. In the matter of Bryson was twelve months it, from beginning to end. Bryson took twelve months. Briley from beginning to end took thirteen months. On the domestic side, people are like, well, why don't you adopt domestically? Blah blah blah. There's so many kids, and I was like, you really want to know? You really want to know? Because domestically, you have to wait the waiting list to get on the waiting list. This was in the state of Illinois, and I can speak to this a matter-of-factly. The waiting list to get onto the official waiting list was five years. And then, and then, and then to top that all off, then the waiting list was an additional four years. So what? So what's happening then is, nine. I mean. Right now, I want to ask another question because I don't, I honestly don't know, and mm -hmm. I've heard there's a difference mm -hmm. financially the difference between a domestic and an international and that's, adoption. And that's the other thing. So, so at bare minimum, bare minimum, we were looking at, and we had our attorney in place, we had 
we were put it this way dave ramsey doesn't approve of uh domestic adoptions because of uh it doesn't it doesn't follow the yeah you know the 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 plan yeah the debt debt snowball doesn't work out when it comes to domestic adoption 80 so you're looking at a bare minimum of 80 grand 80 grand on the domestic adoption whereas and i'm not i'm not saying our kids had a price tag to them but the total cost for both of our was thirty basically around thirty to thirty two thousand for both Briley and Bryson. The fees and all of that. If that's fees, them. that's everything, that's paperwork and everything. And so and Janine was very and and she's and both of us are still very protective of the fact that when people come up to us and they're like, Well, there's so many kids here, here that need to be adopted. Listen, we, we went down that road. We, we even got, we had our foster license. We had our foster ad, to adopt license for th- three years. And we actually got our foster to adopt license after we brought Briley home. And we, we, we had, we had a couple of calls and we had this one, the, this, this young teenage girl up in Chicago, she was 16 years old you know, African-American family, which didn't bother us at all. We already had a Chinese baby. What's happening to African-American baby? Didn't really, you know. (laughs) Right. And so, and then, I mean, we were, I mean, the day she had the baby then, she stopped answering our calls. You know, so it's like that. So when people say, well, there's always people who want to adopt, that's true. But in the United States, the primary... The primary thing is in the United States that they want people, the, the, the state's primary goal is that they want the children to stay with their natural birth parents no matter how shitty they are. Let me tell you, yep. I worked in drug and, re, uh, drug and alcohol rehab center and I, I worked specifically with mothers who were getting their children back. Mm-hmm. So I know yeah. firsthand yeah. that there are parents that the ties just need to be broken. Right. I mean, I'm, I have no problem with kids staying and building if it's possible, if it's not going to be detrimental, but if you're going to fight hard to protect unborn children, you need to fight as hard or harder for the children that are already here. Yeah. And you have to make, I mean, adoption is wonderful. I've, I've seen the benefits of it by being friends with you. My kids absolutely adore your kids Mm -hmm. and it's wonderful, but for people who want to adopt, who feel that calling to be a parent, who earnestly desire it, eighty grand. Yeah, well, yeah. Sean said it. Dave Ramsey's Dave Ramsey's plan's not gonna. And but and this is so. This is full circle to kind of go where you were saying earlier, Sean. Though about if you're really going to be pro-life, if you're really going to be pro-life, then what is that? What is that? I mean, are you are you are you willing? Are you going to be the one who stands in the gap? And are you willing to be the person who comes to to help to to fill that need? And usually, it's a astounding it's an astounding no because they're like, I can't raise a child. I am busy picketing out front this abortion clinic, <laughs> so I will not be able to. So unless you want to shoot them on out and send them over here, we'll strap a sign to them and. Get them picketing. Like, Here's where I have a problem I, with this whole thing. It's a woman issue. It doesn't affect males and females equally. Mm-mm. It's a government deciding for women. And the government is mainly made up of, of men. men. 
So, like, and you'll never find an equivalent, but what is something male in gen, you know, for your gender that could be legislated that you would have a big problem with? Well, it's it, well, it's like you know the the you know the conversation was like you know this would be if the government started regulating like vasectomies, right? And <laughs> and you know doing things like that. Like I I can't attest because I have no idea, but I I tried doing the research and I could not find anything. Um, but I I had seen a post that someone had commented on that said. That if you are married, if I, if you're a married male and you go to get a vasectomy, you have to have your wife's approval. I tried that looking it up. That is 100% true. I couldn't see. The thing is, I could not find any information on it. I couldn't I find had any to laws. Sign I couldn't find any regulations. For my husband to get a vasectomy. <laughs> that is hilarious. At the doctor's office, I had to sign <laughs> a permission slip. Is if that is that a Missouri thing or an Illinois, Illinois thing? Because... Because I, I couldn't I, – I looked up – I tried to find stuff from Missouri, couldn't find it. I tried looking up like federally, couldn't find it. So I'm a, I, I don't know if it's a state-by-state state thing or, or what, but I just couldn't I, – I couldn't see any information on it. I didn't know if it was, that was um, based off of what kind of what kind of hospital you're going to, whether it's like a, a, a Christian hospital or a Jewish hospital or whatever it might be. Yeah, that would have been, It would either have been – St. John's or Memorial. Yeah, so one of them would have been yeah. a Catholic yeah. hospital, but the yeah, other one, I'm John's. not sure which one it was, but yeah, I actually had to sign a permission slip. So of I wonder if it I wonder if it depends on, you know, if it's, you know, like a St. John or Missouri Baptist or you know, any of those right. um style of of hospitals because again, I just couldn't find any regulation. I had to so agree I, I, that I was okay not having any more children. Mm. that's what it was so just and we need this is a fact that we didn't we haven't covered yet um but as of so this was as of june 27 which was uh sunday uh seven states have banned abortion altogether and that is south dakota wisconsin oklahoma arkansas missouri kentucky and alabama were those the ones that had stipulations in place for the moment roe versus wade overturned yes okay okay so and Missouri, Missouri was about two minutes after. Yeah, oh, literally, literally. Okay, <laughs> um, and so ban. So then the ban that are states that are going to have severe restrictions soon. You have Idaho, ten states: Idaho, Wyoming, Texas, Ohio, West Virginia, Tennessee, South Carolina, Georgia, and Mississippi. Then those state you have eleven states, which I'm not going to mention. All those who have threatened to put a ban on it. 20 states where abortion is legal, the biggest ones being New York and California. Um, and in those states, you have 26.5 women, 26.5 million women who are of reproductive age. So, uh, you know. I'll tell you what, when I get to California, I will be aborting some in and out about the second day that I am there. So, <laughs> just giving That's you that. a different kind of abortion. That's the, your. Well, anal, anal, yes. Probably just as messy. <laughs> God, <laughs> thank you, Sean. Now the uh, other thing, one other thing that I want to that I want to mention uh, before we we go out here, we have a few things we need to cover before we sign off tonight. Mm -hmm. um, the I, I so I heard this argument, and this is kind of 
this is kind of uh, a, a low noise argument that I've heard, but a lot of a lot of some of the talk that that the right is throwing up there is, well, hey, you guys are wanting states' rights. This is a states' rights issue. Here you go. Here's your state. Let your state. You know, I mean, I don't know if this is them trying to reach out to us libertarians who are like, okay, you know, who we've always been states' rights people, but you know. I, I, to me, that's a really feeble argument because I don't I don't really see I don't really see the the the, the strength in that argument saying well it should be the states who decide this. No, it shouldn't. You know, I I, I just imagine if they they you know put prohibition back into action. Well, how how the you know how how there was there'd be another civil war. Yeah, and here's the other thing too. I don't know if you guys saw this today. Just announced today, Justice Stephen Breyer is retiring on Friday. Very convenient. Yes, very convenient. Justin Stephen Breyer is going to retire on Friday. So then, so then you're going to be back to a. So what it'll it'll be uh, five. You'll still have a five-three majority for conservative. Well, you've got two moderate. You've got a moderate in John Roberts, and you've got a moderate in. Um, I can't think of the other chick's name, but you, but then you, I mean, but still, as far as conservative slash moderate, it's still five to three. And so, I mean, I think this is going to be, this is going to be, uh, something that's really going to build up. And I mean, you can, I can guarantee you that the, the, that the Democrats are going to, you know, try to, they're going to, they're going to take this ball and run with it. And one the last question, then I'm going to give. I'm throw it to you guys. Our last question, then we'll just do our, our niceties. What do you think this will? This is going to do for the midterm elections. Yeah, this is. I was wanting to mention this earlier. I think, you know, there was a lot of talks of like the red wave, like oh, everyone's turned Republican now. I think this move was a big game changer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Democrats might actually get some votes this midterm. I will say this, and this is, I wanted to make this kind of spiel before we got off tonight. With these recent moves, and a lot of people are unhappy and they're out protesting, and hey, that is your right, by all means practice it. Please do it peacefully, right? Mm-hmm. If you are unhappy with your state's legislation, your local legislation, if you do not, if you're not happy about this, midterms are coming up. Vote. Go out and vote. I'm not saying vote Democrat. I'm not saying vote Republican. Please make educated decisions. Don't just vote for people you see on Facebook and bullshit post. Mm-hmm. Please do your research. But vote for what you believe in. And if you're not okay with this, then vote accordingly. Yeah. That's that's all I'm gonna say. Just make an educated decision and please take elections seriously. You have power. You can change things, but please do it responsibly. Well, yeah. I- one of the one of the big things, um, you know, when people ask or when people would question, like, how did Trump win? How did Trump win the first time around? And it was the silent majority. The silent majority or is what people didn't expect people to show up for Trump the way that they did, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, just like Travis said, this this blue wave, there's probably a lot of people that take a look at at, at this 
right? Especially women, like like your your typical moderate to you know semi conservative women that might have um, really not been a fan of of Roe versus Wade being overturned, um, typically might now vote towards the left. One thing that drives me, and I was I was talking to Tony about this, that that kind of drives me crazy, is. Every two years, I constantly just kind of hear voting third party is a waste of a vote. Voting third party is a waste of a vote. It is not. It is a vote. It is a right. vote that is just as important as voting left or voting right. There are a lot of third party candidates that, believe it or not, if you do the research, if you don't spend all time just yes. looking and, and picking a Democratic ballot or picking a Republican ballot, and da, 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 da. if you do some research, and we're not asking you to do extensive research. Just Google, hey, use Google, Bing, DuckDuckGo, whatever the hell you use, and just go, hey, for for your state, you can look up who are the independent candidates, who are the Democratic candidates, who are the Republican candidates. And a lot of websites if, if, will tell you this is – if here's the hot takes. Here's the hot takes. This is where they typically lean. That will give you a good idea of kind of what you're voting for. Mm -hmm. You use those things to look at the independents because when you're like, man, uh, I don't, you, I don't really like what they think about this, but I absolutely, I, I can't stand this thing, so I, I have to vote for them. No, believe it or not, there's a candidate out there that might actually check all your boxes. Um, oh yeah, Stephanie, as a as it, a, well, let's get uh, Stephanie as a female voter. We're what where would you see female voters going with this next election? Um, as someone in the past that's been ultra conservative, mm -hmm. um, my views are liberalizing <laughs> a lot, and even in myself, um, I always vote based on candidate. I don't vote based on party. Mm -hmm. um, that's awesome. I look at the issues that they are campaigning for and I look at the issues that are important to me when I'm deciding um, but I see a lot of women especially from the younger generations um, mm -hmm. we'll say 50 40 and down ish mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, they're gonna they're definitely gonna go more towards yeah Democrat any Anybody that's going to be more pro-choice, um, yeah, because nobody wants somebody else to be able to make that medical decision for you. Right. Well, this has been exactly what we wanted it to be. I think we covered every area of the spectrum. Um, we do want to thank our guest uh, Stephanie Ward, who is welcome to come back anytime, and you know. She is like my little sister, so she's over here a lot anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But um, we want to thank her. Um, good news. Tomorrow at 7 a.m., the Voice of Reason merch store will be open. And it, we will take our first order. You can order any time between now and July 30th. On the 31st, we will put in the order. And within two weeks, you will have... You will have your stuff. Um, it is basically just a Google form. You fill it out. You can use PayPal. You can use your credit card. You can use whatever. 
and you will be able to buy our merch. I showed you a little bit of it last week, but the store will be open tomorrow morning. And uh, we we want you to represent uh, where, I mean, we've got jerseys. And by the way, and I said this last week, and I'll say it again this week, the cost of the jersey includes your name and number, the number you want on the back. So, Sean, you can get your Phil Patrick 69 on the back, and you'll be you'll you'll be good to go. Might and put 420. No, 420, whatever. Yes. There you go. <laughs> you get your 420 on. Um, but uh, and Travis, you said you had something you wanted to share as well. Yeah, uh, so American Traditional, I uh, put out recently, I got these little sample packs I've been cooking up. Um, I have them listed on our website as like a kit. However, I am going to open it up. If you just want to buy the sample pack, you can. It'll be more affordable, and I'm sure people are probably more interested in that than the whole kit. Not to say the kit's a bad thing. There's some cool stuff I threw in there. Um, but I got... A very limited batch of like a Guatemalan light roast I cooked up. Nice. Um, I was really happy with it. I, I very limited, so if you want those, if you just want the pack, like I said, I don't have just the pack listed. Uh, just shoot us a message on Instagram, or you can text Sean or I, and we can get you. Uh, we'll get you squared away on that. And it's something I'll probably be doing here again in the future. These sample packs are a lot of fun to do here at home and kind of an experimenting some new stuff good these aren't quite like official products yet um kind of gauging seeing what people think and then depending on feedback and stuff it'll be like a new roast that we'll be putting out and but yeah that's going to be on site <clears throat> again voice of reason uh is a discount code it'll save you 10 percent on our website it's voice of reason all lowercase and, and if, uh and just all our other stuff still listed and to celebrate, I also decided uh, yesterday I was going to announce this on the, but I'll just say it now, to celebrate the opening of our merch page, uh, Van Beber and Sons will give a, for the month of July, if you book with us in the month of July, you will get a 20% discount. If you mention Voice of Reason in the booking, you will get a 20% discount in the month of July. To celebrate That's our two zero, ladies and gentlemen, two, two zero, which is a, <clears throat> and uh, we would love to do your bar mitzvah, circumcisions, uh, uh, you know, vasectomies, and uh, whatever, <laughs> with, permission. with permission, of course. So, and we want to wish our boy Sean to be safe tomorrow, and yes. we good thoughts and prayers for our our brother going out to California. The next time we'll be seeing him is on the Sunday, and we're, uh, well, I'm going to make executive decision right now, since next Monday is July the 4th, we will be broadcasting on Tuesday, I believe, or Sunday, I don't know what we're going to do yet, but uh, we will, we will, next time we see Sean, we'll be on the sunny beaches of Southern California. Oh yeah, and, and again, uh, Stephanie, thank you so much for joining us this evening, uh, great yeah, conversation. Thank you, thank you um, for having me. Again, no, no, any, any time, any time. And again, thank you. I, I will add this for our listeners. Um, they weren't aware we were supposed to go last night. Stephanie even drove all the way over there to get everything set up. And life just kind of hit both uh, Travis and I like super fast out of left field. So thank you so much for um, adjusting for us. We really, really my appreciate it. My life is literally it. on the fly. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you get the struggles. So oh, we, I yeah, do. No, seriously. 
we do appreciate it. And V, thank you so much for, for getting everything set up. Um, again, ladies and gentlemen, please make sure you check out um, our, our new merch site. Again, uh, that'll go live. And feel free, uh, if you are a fan of the show, we'd love – um, for you guys to represent. And then maybe at the end of the month of July, uh, we might do uh, some giveaways as well. We'll keep mm-hmm. you guys in the loop on that. Yep. But again, thank you all so much. Again, please be a friend, tell a friend. And if you are someone that might have questions, if, if you might have find yourself like a pro-life or a pro-choicer, but you just have some other outside questions that you weren't comfortable either talking about today or this podcast kind of spurned them in your head, uh, feel free to shoot us a message, a Voice of Reason podcast right here on Facebook. Um, shoot us a message and we'd love to answer any questions that you guys might have but again thank you so much be a friend please tell a friend please share this at your local Westboro Baptist Church Uh, we'd love for them to kind of hear hear us have a conversation Uh, you know where to find us on Apple Podcasts Spotify Uh, the list goes on and on thank you all so much Stephanie it was nice meeting you great talking with you Travis uh, V I hope you guys have a great rest of your day and a great evening we'll talk to you guys next week